1: Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio.
0: Let's get into your latest work, of course, Mysterious Realities, A Dream Traveler's Tales from the Imaginal Realm. You call yourself a dream traveler. What is that?
1: Well, it means that one of the things going on in dreams is that we travel beyond our ordinary dimension of reality into other worlds. We travel to parallel worlds, for example, where we're leading parallel lives. This isn't as weird as it sounds. Science tells us in the many worlds hypothesis that you and I are living right now in one of many parallel worlds. Well, how do we know about that in human terms? Well, we might know it from our dreams in which we find ourselves, for example, in consecutive episodes, living a life a bit different from what we're living living right now, or maybe radically different. So that's part of what dream traveling means. Dream traveling also means Then in our dreams, in sleep dreams, and then in conscious or lucid dreaming, we may travel to places where the dead are alive. And this might be the source of understanding that soul or consciousness survives physical death. So this is a pretty, pretty important area. Uh, So the idea of dream travel goes beyond the routine idea about dreams as they all bubble up from the personal subconscious, and that's all that's going on. Uh, This is the ancient and indigenous understanding as lived in my life and told in stories from that life. Okay that in dreams we travel to other places and we receive visitations from people who come calling. Those people who come calling might include beloved family members or ancestors or spiritual guides of some kind or another. So dream travel means we get out there. We get beyond the body and the brain. We get into that whole field of non-local mind that science tells us about. We get into the quantum information field. We get into the ability to access sources of information beyond the ordinary. And also part of this is that we are definitely time traveling travelers. Anybody who follows their dreams for a while and writes them down will notice that they dream events before they happen. Mm -hmm. That's one function of time travel. We see the possible future. We can rehearse for challenges and opportunities that lie ahead. But we also travel into the past from this life and from other lives. We'll learn about our connections with dramas playing out in other realities and other time periods in the multi-dimensional universe. So this is the key to first-hand understanding of what the multidimensional universe is all about. This is a path of direct experience, this path of dream travel. And my stories in the book come absolutely and entirely from my own experiences in these areas and the experiences of some other people who've worked with me and have given me permission to use their stories.
0: Robert, if we did not dream, of course we all do, not everybody remembers them, but if we did not dream, what would we be lacking as human beings? What would happen to us?
1: I think we'd be lacking, uh, quite often, a sense of purpose, a sense of soul, a sense of spirit, because you know, one of the things that dreams do is they connect this to a deeper source of knowledge, of wisdom, actually, beyond the ordinary mind. This is one of the reasons why most human, human cultures across history have valued dreams and dreamers. They believe that dreams put you in touch with the god or the goddess, if you like, that you can talk to with nature, with the ancestors, with the big self or the higher self. So we might be lacking that. I'd say terribly relevant to our times is that we might be lacking conscience, because dreams can be the voice of conscience, and dreams can be a, a magic mirror that shows us our actions and attitudes from a better and more objective perspective than we can imagine manage for ourselves. And indigenous people say, if you lost your dreams, You've lost a vital part of your soul. Your dream soul, in fact, has gone missing. And probably the scariest story in my book, Mysterious Realities, is the one called Dream Takers, which takes a look at what it might begin to mean if you live in a society where people are divorced from their dreams, have lost the sense of conscience, have lost the sense of a deeper purpose, and have thereby begun to lose a sense of what it really means to be a human, a fully alive human. I think it's actually as important as that.
0: I was mentioning, uh, Robert, that uh, some people don't remember their dreams. What makes them not remember?
1: Well, first of all, we haven't made it Socially rewarding or fun to share dreams I mean we don 't have good ways of talking about dreams most of us when we remember something a bit embarrassed how do we talk about this how do we tell it so one of the things lacking in our society is a way that makes it fun and as I say socially rewarding to bring a dream to the table. I invented a very simple four step process for sharing a dream or a story that makes it fun you can get it done in minutes you get some helpful feedback and you 're guided towards action but there are other reasons why we 're losing our dreams I mean bad habits apart from that is part of We let ourselves be rushed out of sleep by the alarm clock by the need to get the job or deal with the family. We think that we should lie inert in bed and don't pay in it for eight hours or whatever and don't pay any attention to those in-between twilight states of consciousness. You're between sleep and awake. That's a good time to catch images, good time to embark on lucid dreaming. But many people don't realize that. They're just cursing because they're awake in the middle of the night and yet instead of losing that purpose. Sometimes we close off our dreams because we're scared of what they might be telling us. We don't want mm-hmm. to know that we might get sick. We don't want to know that our actions may not be okay. We don't want to know that the relationship is in trouble. So we slam the door and say, no more dreams. Yeah. And sometimes this is very interesting. Sometimes we kiss goodbye to our dreams because we think that our dreams are giving us alluring pictures of possibility that we cannot manifest because we're not young enough, we're not rich enough, we'll never find the right girl or the right guy. And sometimes, strangely, we kiss goodbye to dreams because we don't think that we can bring from a beautiful, romantic dream space, what we would like to see in our waking life. These are some of the reasons that people lose their dreams. And I noticed that you know if you follow the, the simple suggestions that I offer, you can get your dreams back. You can start dreaming again in the sense of remembering and recalling. And one of the most simple ideas is you might have something from the night. You think you've got nothing, but stop saying you've got nothing and just pay attention. You might have a wisp. You might have a fragment. And if you can call that up and begin to play with that, you might have a way of getting back in touch with your dreams. And another thing I say to people, George, is remember you can dream wide awake. The world around you will speak language of signs and symbols and synchronicity if you pay attention. And sometimes if you get more alert, to those pop-ups, those symbolic pop-ups in waking light that can give you shivers because you feel, my gosh, there's a hidden hand at work, that that helps to turn on the dream flow in the night as well.
0: There are some incredible ways to dream, precognitive, lucid dreams. What about these recurring dreams? And you've ha- had some stories uh, directly related to that.
1: Well, if the recurring dream is coming again and again, and there's a hilarious story in Mysterious Realities about a woman doctor from England who's complaining at the breakfast table, oh, Robert, why do I keep having the same effing dream where I've got to do my medical exams 30 years on and I did them, I keep having the same dream. I said to her what I would say in general, uh, you know, if, if, you, if it really is the same dream or very close to the same dream, it's probably because you have dream producers who are making a dream movie for you. That's something that goes on, too. And they're trying to get a message through to you, trying to get you to understand the situation, trying to educate you, or assuming you might have some clue about what's going on, they're trying to mobilize you to take some action on the situation. So in one of the stories, I, I, I picture a sort of dream production movie company that is making dreams for us and repeating the performance if necessary in order to get a message across. And I actually depict how our dream producers might be getting very bored and fed up with us. If they have to keep on making the same dreams, that they persist in not getting the message or not taking action from it, that's one of the ways that dreams come about. I mean, dreams are not all to be put in one box. We do have dream productions where you feel, and you might be quite right when you feel this, that there is a production crew behind the scenes that is making a certain kind of dream for you because you need to get a message. In another of the stories and mysterious reality, as I describe a very strange woman who sat down next to me in a plane in ordinary reality and mentioned me at a Certain point that a dead husband had appeared to her. He was a pop musician. He'd been shot in the face in a diner in Seattle. Oh, sort of
0: geez. A Pretty
1: creepy story. And he says to her in her dream, "I'm. I've got a great job now. I'm helping to make movies for people uh, that they'll see in their dreams. And I'm doing the music and the special effects." <laughs> I think this actually goes on. I think that's another fascinating aspect of what's happening in dreams.
0: Who's in charge of this, though? Who's who's the director of these productions?
1: Well, that's a very good question indeed. It might be you, the dreamer, if you become more conscious of what is going on and decide to step into that role. Until you become conscious, it might be that some shadow or hidden aspect of yourself Maybe of your higher self, maybe of a slightly wiser and slightly higher self, is the director. I don't think any of this is alien to us. I think we are connected to all of this. I think the dream production company that might be staging movies for you is not alien to you, is not hostile to you, and is probably being run by someone with a slightly wiser perspective and maybe more of a sense of humor than you currently have about your current situation. Because one of the ways that dreams shock us awake into doing some course correction is. They dramatize, and they spoof, and they parody uh, what what we're doing in our lives in a way that makes it very difficult to avoid noticing that some action might be required.
0: Dreams are powerful, Robert, and uh, I've always used it for my own personal life to get things done, accomplish things. Once you learn how to master your dreams, there's no end to what you can do.
1: That's right. I mean, I think that Here's here's where our, our our current understanding of dreaming and current physics uh, meet up. I mean, the, our current understand by current understanding, I mean the really, really the revival of some quite ancient understanding about dreams that dreaming is travelling, for example. Uh, it, it, Physics tells us, science tells us that we have access at any moment to the immensity of non-local mind. We are in a field of information, quantum field of information, that contains everything we could ever possibly need to know, and we have access to it. According to our ability to harvest the information and do something with it and grasp in the first place what's going on, I think in dreams we discover we have personal doorways into this whole quantum information field and depending on the work and play we're prepared to do with the information we're getting we can bring through more and more i mean you can set an intention any night for example to be very simple about this very simple and very practical you can do dream incubation which means you set an intention to get guidance on any theme that interests you and probably something will come through if you don't think you've got anything you're awake in the middle of the night you reset your intention and maybe at this point you're ready to lucid dream on that subject as well because you've got some rest and you're ready to take off. And it's amazing how many creative solutions come through in this way, and they've come through across history. One of my books, The Secret History of Dreaming, is full of stor- narratives from the documentation that suggest that dreaming is actually a secret engine in the history of everything, in the history of creative breakthroughs in science, mm-hmm. in technology, and the arts, even in business and economics as well. So when you say that if you wake up to what dreaming is, it can take you anywhere, you are literally correct. It really can. It could take us to those hidden dimensions of reality that superstring theory posits. It can take us into the afterlife so you see firsthand what the job opportunities and living environments are like uh, beyond death. So you can talk to ancestors, beloved loved ones, and, uh, and others. So, you know, this is the immensity of adventure, healing, guidance, and possibility that opens when you become a more conscious and active dreamer. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.